Welcome to Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. I hope you all have been enjoying our show. Please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Why iTunes, you say? That is where most ratings get seen. This is episode 34, From Fighting to Roleplay. Let's swing that pendulum. A little bit of a long recap, because really two episodes ago is the most relevant stuff for this episode. Last time on Carrots and Suffering. Master Wu, archdruid of the Circle to Land, visited Sable, but the negotiation collapsed when 300 people emerged from the thorns, unharmed, and led by a fairy creature at the obvious beck and call of Sable Varathi. Roll me a lucky check. I rolled a one! Oh boy. At which point, emerging from the thorns in all directions, <laughs> comes people. Like, initially, like 100 of them, and then 200, and then 300? And they are led by a giant black panther with whipping tentacles coming off of its back. Roll me persuasion. (laughs) Let me roll it again. Let me roll it again. Please. (laughs) Baby steps, Master Wu. Baby steps. He does not look back. Stuck with 300 refugees from the Thorns, including eight former druids of her own house, Sable had to improvise. I don't think we can put up 298 people. Probably can't feed them more than a day. But I could throw a party for him. Silpha and Byron Mason broke off their engagement. You pop it open. It is from Byron. It says, Ms. Silpha, I regret to inform you that I must call an end to our courting session. Silpha and Jalen discuss the potential of Silpha marrying Leslie Evans, Jalen's former brother, now sister. In finishing school, I... I totally had a crush on Isaac. Really? I never mentioned it to you because any time I would drop hints about it, you would would make vomiting noises in your mouth. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Sable learns the Masons are under assault by fairies and decides to do nothing. Do you know what's happening with the Masons? Oh, yeah, yeah. Are they being attacked? Oh, yeah. I can't protect everybody. Miev uses her teleport scroll to collect her apprentice and grabs Silpha and Jalen as they teleport to House Mason to confront the fairy horde and defend their thorn-cutting golem under construction. When you get to the top of the stairwell looking down, you see in full armor and combat regalia Lady Miev, Champion Riley, and the den mother Carolina. What's going on? House Mason is under assault. They're going to destroy our golem. We have to go. Champion Helena of House Varathi, and General of the Fairy Queen's Army in the Material World, used a deal to call Sable to her side to save her life. Sable! Yes? You wake up. Oh! You're cold. You're wet. You're lying in grass. Oh, God. And you hear a a sputtering cough next to you, and you roll over, and lying in the grass with a a spear through her side (gasps) is Helena. House Mason was under assault. And you turn around to see a massive giant ripping hunks of stone off the top of the third floor. Our heroes battled through the manor, destroying a host of fairy creatures, and gathered the Heart of Stone, one of the spell components they need to create a thorns-cutting golem. Then they met the Feywild Aladrin bounty hunter, who exposed that the fairy army was specifically fighting poorly, for unknown reasons. My name is E. Elamis. Bindi spoke highly of your beauty, and if you were to stop by the summer cottage at House Miev... Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, no! 
Our heroes found the masons and charged outside where they gathered a heart of life from some trolls and then took down the heart of ice in the form of a frost giant with the help of House Pornino's horse-mounted paladin lords. All right. One of the peoples and their horse go down under a boulder. Mm. Second boulder, second boulder lands also on someone and takes them and their horse down. I think that Silpha will try and cover its face in webs. Okay. Gets a reflex save, I believe. It's bad at that. It gets a two. So webbing basically strings from the house to the creature's face. The death boop is a 13. The death boop stops his heart. He pulls the horse loose as the giant collapses around him. Its face is still held 20 feet off the ground by the webbing. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) What an undignified way to die. (laughs) He's just kind of dangling there. Other things to note for this episode, fetches are replacements to abducted mortals, created by fairy magic that turn into evil psycho killers if they learn that they are not real. All right, let's get into it. I'm Nate, and I will be your dungeon master. I'm Julie, I play Selfa the wizard. I'm Sandra, I play Sable the druid. I'm Mandy, I play Jalen the rogue. I'm going over to one of those big rocks and seeing if I can do anything to move it. I have a strength of 19 right now. There are people stuck under them. So there's one person stuck under one rock because the archer got hit. So give me a strength roll, please. Mm, so if we can help with this, too. 7 plus 5, 12? No. You cannot move this rock. Okay. Sofa will notice that he's caught under a slab too heavy to lift with physical force, point at it, and levitate the rock off of him. Okay, the rock goes up, and this this person who was an archer gasps for air and claws out around it. The horse makes no effort to get out of the way. It has been crushed by a rock. With the giant down, you hear the flutter of wings as things flee the manor. You can see in the distance a couple of lithe elven figures with cat creatures disappearing back into the thorns there is a large white wolf that disappears along with them you see uh almost nothing actually nothing else because you killed everything else that's right and the giant is very harvestable so you i assume are going to tear its heart out so far. i might wait a beat before doing that i might actually let did you say wait a beat thanks <laughs> you're catching on before doing that and I might actually allow Lady Miev to do that while we go back towards where the masons are in safety. All right, so the Bornino who was under the horse's foot comes up and pulls the helmet off, and it's Lynn. She just throws her arms around him. He he kind of half scoops you up with one arm and says, Good fight. Nice shooting. Thanks. And then... Thank you for not dying under there. Promptly gives you a really big kiss. Aw, hey. <laughs> the person who has just got up off the ground says, Lynn, that is inappropriate. <laughs> They're still making out. <laughs> They're still making out and Jalen's flipping them off. <laughs> no, she doesn't actually flip them off. But oh, she ignores okay. them because they're just kissing and she doesn't give a fuck. You can hear a, a quieter voice from the other horse say, Well done, everyone. Why don't we just get out of the rain, maybe? And the the two other men on the ground that you now know must be uh, Faust and Lord Pornino kind of stumble towards the door. Lord Pornino will actually kind of walk over to his son and then instead put an arm around Jalen 
and be like, nice shooting, lady. Thank you, sir. All right. I get inside, turn back into Sable, mm-hmm. and then promptly slide down the wall. Because I have seven hit points left. Yeah, I think Miev is the only one who gets out of this. I didn't take any damage. hit points. Uh, Silva didn't take any damage oh, either. Nice. Jalen didn't take any damage. Just yeah. Sable and Riley got all effed up. Yeah. Jalen actually has a healing potion. I have healing. Don't. No, when she, when I she have healing. Her. So you all get inside. I think the Porninos all have probably healing hands too. They, they do. I need, yeah, I just need help getting You in. all get inside and the Porninos start pulling off armor that they were ripped to shreds. Mm. But everyone is safe. And now everybody does healing and so forth. The crowd of people hustles out of the drippy rain and into kind of a rear door of House Mason. This puts you in the third horseshoe of House Mason, which is absolutely kind of abandoned and unlived in. So you are in a eerily quiet hallways, no decorations or tapestries, just quiet, quiet stone. Before we actually go inside and say, Lynn, the horses. Lynn nods and, and just says, yep. But you all love your horses. Yep. Can I cure light wounds on myself? I was going to say that as soon as we were inside and Silpha witnessed Sable slump into the wall, she would have rushed over to her friend. I'll roll medicine to see how Silpha interprets how she's doing. I got a 10. Yeah, she's in bad shape. She's in bad shape. Yeah, that red cap crushed my rib cage. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm probably like rattling as I breathe and I'm coughing blood. I manage a cure light wounds, which gives me a whopping, I think, four points. Nice. Yeah, so. Do you you need more healing? I have a potion. Please. (laughs) She, She reaches into her components pouch and hands it to Sable. And how much will that do? 2d4 plus two. Six. So now I'm at 27 hit points down. Great. You beat the fuck up. I'm going to get up on my hands and knees and say, uh, Helena's out there. We got to get her. Oh, gods. Why is Helena here? Did she come with you? It's hard to explain. I'll do it later. Where is she? In the front of the house. All right. Jalen will head out that way. Roll me investigate, Jalen. 14. 14. You find a spot in the grass where it's all pressed down and coated in blood there's a bloody spear lying next to it Mm -hmm. and there does not appear to be any trail leading away okay she'll uh she'll pick up the spear and go back and say this is all i found out there looked like there was somebody in the grass but they're not there now could you tell which way she went nope can't tell it's like they disappeared it is raining so right right i i trust that she has done something to help herself so the uh Adults in the room have sort of regathered. The Masons have climbed down out of their uh, rope trick. So they're all sort of milling about coming out of what is a giant empty library into the hallway with the rest of you. At which point, Lord Byron spots Silpha and briskly walks over and gives you a huge hug. Oh, she will reciprocate the hug with a look of enormous relief. I'm so happy to see that you and your children are all right. I, I worried. It... It was a close call. We were we were running, and they they kept making strange decisions. They they had us at least three times, and then they would pull back. I don't understand. I interacted with one of your pursuers, and he behaved in a very similarly confounding way. I think that they were given some kind of orders to pursue and capture you in a very specific manner, 
and they were trying their best to not succeed in the mission that they were given. Byron will kind of grab one of your hands in both hands and kind of pull you in and say, I'm really sorry about that letter. I honestly, I did not want to send it. Byron, I, I understand. And regardless, I really do believe that a friendship is an optimal outcome. I, well, as you can see, the way I practice my chosen profession carries a certain amount of risk. And I think that while I could rise to the expectations of a role in your family, I'm used to setting my own schedule and doing as I please. And I feel that change would be a great deal for me to take on. And then he, he has your hand in both of his hands. He kind of pulls your hand up to, to his chest and he says, Sylphie, you, you saved my life. You can set any schedule you want. Take it, mentor. Put his foot down. Byron nods. How about we get someplace with a fire and we can all sit down and talk? Yes, it would be, be good to talk. We have much to catch up on. And Jalen will offer sable help if she needs it moving around. Yeah, I'm probably, yeah. <laughs> limping. I'm probably limping a little, yeah. yeah. So three of the Porninos are stripping out of their armor. They were crushed under boulders at one point. They look rough. With the armor off, you can see how bad it is. Faust, his mother, and Lord Pornino are all uh, pretty badly, badly wrecked. And they are kind of limping through the hallways. Individual masons will kind of run over and offer them uh, an arm uh, shoulder to lean on. Uh, Jalen will pull her healing potion out of her pocket because she still has one and say, I've got one. They'll, they'll mostly wave it off, actually. Okay. Lynn kind of leans in a little close and says, um, they only like to drink the potions they've made. Uh, okay. Mm. Well, Sable, you can have another one if you want. Uh, I, I think about it for a minute and then realize that she's helping me move around and I have no idea if I have any like open skin showing. She knows to avoid your skin. Yeah, I know, so. but I suddenly have a panic moment. Yeah, I believe you got sickled at least twice. So you've got a couple of big tears that are exposing your skin. Okay, I push you away pretty quickly. Sable, I'm, I'm, I got it. I, I know, I know. Just let's not take the chance. I could stumble. But oh, if you are offering. Yep, she gives you the potion. Okay, let's see if I can roll better. Mm -hmm. But that's still not bad. I'm better than I was. So 20, so that's four. Five, six, Plus seven, four. eight, nine, ten. So I'm only 17 hit points down. Okay. Now you can move on your own. Yes, now I can move on my own. So Lord Byron actually does not let go of your hand, Silpha. As you walk towards the study, he, he scoops up Annabelle in one arm, which it, there's a grunt because she's a heavy, heavy child. <laughs> uh, and Toby just kind of flutters with his, his sort of wings behind you. What are the children's state of mind? Are they frightened are they too young to really understand or they appear to be on the too young to understand side of the fence here annabelle definitely has no she thought this was some kind of fun game and is just smiling at all of the attention she's getting <laughs> smiling around the tusk yeah <laughs> and toby doesn't he seems to not know what to make of it and is just following along so you get to a a study with a fireplace there is some wood in it but like it is this is not a study that is used. But there are pieces of furniture with, like, sheets thrown over them. They don't bother removing the sheets. People just start flopping down. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
Sylpha will instantly start a fire. There's a fire. Anybody who's really, really wet kind of piles in around it. Mm -hmm. The kids end up sort of sitting in the back. There's actually a bunch of them. So the Mason children mostly have children. So there's a, they're all very young. There's piles of children sort of hanging out now. And everybody sort of sits down and takes a deep breath. Yeah, I flop into a chair. And Miev says, probably not a good time to ask this, but is the is the project safe? And Lady Mason says, I have no idea. We were nowhere near it. And Miev just nods. Should we check? If you can point me in the right direction, I'll go check. You'd never find it. Lady Mason will stand up and look around the room, and then Lord Pornino will stand up and say, I'll go with you. And the two of them kind of walk out into the hallway. Jalen's going to, like, slide her hood back and kind of take off a wet layer and hang it near the fire and kind of sit down and stare off into space for a second. Lady Pornino says, Jalen, what happened to your hair? I say she cut it off. Yes, she did. Lady, it occurred to me I don't need hair to fight frost giants. She didn't cut it off right before the frost giant. <laughs> we didn't stop that long. I see. So it was like a like a tactical decision. Lynn will actually wrap an arm around your shoulder and say, I think it's beautiful. Lady Pernino, how did you know to come? When the storm hit, we were able to quickly determine it was unnatural. And we've been on the lookout all day for suspicious activity. A servant tending the uh, the mason's thorns... Uh, spotted a giant in the region, so we were patrolling on horseback when we heard them tearing the house apart. I didn't know you patrolled. I'm glad you do. Mm -hmm. We don't range very far, and we don't patrol often, but my family's duty is to protect humanity from the Fae. Frankly, they needed protecting tonight, and we went to work. Did amazing work, and you look like you're hurting. I'll be fine in the morning. You gonna sleep off a boulder? Yeah. Basically, I have some healing magic at home. I just need to get there, and we have to do something about the horses. You know, I smile at her with that, you know, like, you know, that's some, some chutzpah right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, sleep it off. <laughs> no, no big deal. To say she's a tougher lady than I thought she was. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so Lord Byron is sitting near the fire with two kids in his lap, and he still has not let go of your hand, Silpha. Oh. Aw. Sofa will continue to hold his hand and says, You know, Byron, you have managed to surprise me in our every encounter. And I assure you, I feel genuine affection toward you and your children. But I think that it's important that the regent's decision stand. He isn't a man who tolerates magic well. And... I would not like to test the limits of his patience. Byron um, gets kind of stone-faced, and he, he does let go of your hand. And he says, I understand. I, I want you to know I don't feel any bitterness. I, well, I feel very conflicted, but as a direct result of the decision regarding our courtship, I did learn that someone in whom I have held an interest for some time but would have previously believed to be out of my league, reciprocates that interest, and I think I should like to pursue that. He kind of looks down at the fire for a little bit and then says, Silva Lunari, you've stolen my heart. Oh. And I don't 
foresee that changing. Let me know if that doesn't work out. Aww. Aww. Silpha does react rather emotionally to this and kind of place a hand to her chest and get a little watery-eyed. And that's how we brought polyamory to Fenrir, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I get like a hint of a quirky smile on my face. And I'll say, well, we'll probably all talk better in the morning. I think it's sleepy time, which is for Neomic 4. really want to talk to you ladies. There is a, a loud bang as the door to the outside opens and closes. Oh, and man. Uh, Jalen's on her feet. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Jalen's on her feet, picking up her stuff and putting it back on. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and in walks Champion Helena. She is wearing a kind of servant's garb, like not, not something that would lead you to believe she is a member of House Varathi, but you all recognize her. She has a giant bloody hole in her clothes right around the uh, stomach region. Mm-hmm. And she walks in looking pretty uninjured and looks around the room. I stay on my feet because Helena's there. And Lord Mason, who is there, says, Ah, uh, oh, champion of House Varathi. Uh, did you bring more champions, Lady Varathi? I shake my head. A question. Does Silpha's lantern illuminate when Helena walks into the room? Yes, it absolutely does. Silpha reacts with some alarm to this. She's looking for Fay that might be in her company. Nope, nothing becomes visible. Knowing that Jalen and Sable understand how the lantern operates, I look at Champion Helena and look at the lantern and look at Sable and look at the lantern and then look to Jalen and look at the lantern. Jalen pulls out a hand crossbow and cocks it. Does Helena say anything? No, she just nods at you and takes a position by the door. And Jalen's looking to Sulfa for a signal because... I say no, but I'm, I'm, I am glad that she survived. I didn't think she would. Uh, Helena nods and says, uh, Well, it was touch and go there for a bit, but um, I did what I could. I'm happy everyone's safe. We're looking to rest now. She looks around the room and says, Did they get Lady Mason? And Lady Miev is in the room and says, No, no, she just went to check on a project. And Helena nods and says, Good. What about anyone else? Is everyone in the room? I mean, do we see, like, for example, Meg? Meg is in the room, yep. She's being very quiet, like super quiet for Meg. Meg? Yeah? Are you okay? Were you hurt? She kind of looks down at her hands and says, I thought I thought Isaac was going to save me and he, he didn't show up. I don't think he knew. She's kind of looking down at her hands and she says, but Isaac knows everything. I assure you, he does not. I am sure that if Isaac were here, he would be behaving heroically. I am here. Thanks, Silpha. You always were my favorite. Hey. <laughs> I just tilt my head. And I say, right, sleepy time. Is is there a room I could borrow? Lord Mason stands up and says, all right, everyone, we're going to uh, do this in watches. You hear the door swing open and close again from outside. And you can hear booted steel feet, like jogging. And someone shouts, is anyone alive? Is anyone alive in here? We're here. And you see a couple of, about four champions from House Poor Nino come running in. Mm. And they're like, my lord, we we caught up, they say to Lady Poor Nino. 
And Lady Pornino says, excellent, we're going to need a guard for the night. I don't have any reason to believe this is over. And they nod, and they say, we'll pull the rest of the battalion back into here. I have enough energy to create a circle. They only last for perhaps an hour. Save your magic, you may need it. And the guards do some hand gestures. One of them runs back towards the door, and you hear a shout. And Lord Mason says, all right, there are some quarters in this side of the house, and it looks like the giant didn't make it back here, so you won't get rained on. Um, we're going to stick everybody on the first and second floor this way. And he will take you each to a room. Before we walk out, Jalen will catch Sylpha's eye and kind of look at Helena. She's still got a crossbow out. Don't think I didn't notice that crossbow. Sylpha nods, not in a, like, fire that high on the crossbow kind of way. But yes, be suspicious. Hmm. Okay. I guess we're following everybody filing out. Absolutely everybody is filing out. Helena is waiting to take up the rear. But there's a bunch of Pornino House champions now. About three House Mason champions have found you. Mm-hmm. There is no sign of the other nine. So when we get to a room, I'm going to you know, look at, at Jalen and Sylpha and say, I would like some time with you. Maybe even before bed if you have the energy. I'm fine. I'll say, Helena, can you make sure we're not disturbed? Absolutely. Sofa will nod and then nod to Byron and say, I can ward the room that you and your children stay in with a circle that will last for an hour. I need to debrief with my friends. He nods and says, I I would like that. And um, I'd, I'd feel safer if you came by after that. I will stay close and I will stop by afterwards. Jalen will say to Lynn, I, I need to talk to them for a bit. Lynn will give you a hug and say, yeah, I need to actually go make sure my family isn't just pretending to be tough. They yeah. They do that sometimes. That's probably a good idea. I'll see you in the morning. Yeah. Oh, and uh, he holds a hand out to Sable. I, I blink. Uh, is my hand safe to touch? Yeah. Okay. I tentatively put a hand out because I don't know what to do. He grasps your hand in a handshake and it feels really warm and nice and you heal 20 hit points. Oh, uh, thank you. How? How? It's hard to explain, but basically we we swear oaths in the name of the gods to defend humanity from the Fey Realm, and sometimes I can do that. Even though we're not any of us quite human anymore. There are good Fey out there. And he, he turns and just kind of walks out. Okay. Surprised to hear him say that. I have had no opportunity to share information with either you or the Lady Miev in the past couple days. Do you want to go get her? I think I should like that, at least for part of our conversation, yes. Well, let's do that first. Yeah, so you can find Miev. She and Riley and Carolina are uh, sitting in a room. When you round the corner into the room, Lady Mason has returned and is there and is actively saying, yeah, every, all of the pieces are fine. We can have them to your place soon. And Lady Miev says, I actually think we are going to need to move your whole family uh, until this blows over. There is a place that I don't think the fairies would tread. And Lady Mason says, is that house poor Nino? And she shakes her head and says, no. No, I think you should stay at House Lunari. And that's about when you walk in. Pardon me, Lady Miev. Uh, yes. 
the Lady Verathi, Jalen, and I were going to share information regarding some of the events of the past couple of days. We should like to speak with you. Very well. I'm coming. And as she turns, you can see Lady Mason kind of gently grab her elbow and whisper something to Miev. And Miev says, not to worry. Would you like to roll perception? Yes. Or insight, whichever is higher. They're the same, so that's a 14. So you don't quite make it out, but you catch the word Lunari in her whisper. And Miev turns and walks up to you and says, please lead the way. So I lead the Lady Miev to, to the room where we were going to have our conversation. Miev walks in with Silpha. Jalen is sitting, but she still has the she has the crossbow out and like next to her on a table where she can grab it if she needs it. And when we sit down, Silpha makes eyes to to Sable and to Miev and says, I don't know what happened to your champion, but she's never illuminated my fairy lantern before. It could be her illuminating it or it could be something with her. One way or another, she's outside the door. I would have collected wood if there wasn't wood for the fireplace in this bedroom. You get a fire going. Just because I want at least a little bit of warmth. And I wasn't willing to get up close to the fire with all those people jostling around it in the other room, so. Well, there are no pixie spies, but I have little in the way of magics left for privacy. And I have nothing. But I'm I'm looking perfectly fine now. (laughs) Despite blood drying all over me feel fine. I would have pulled the chairs in the room all up near the fire. Miev sits down and says, not to worry. I I think whatever was supposed to happen, happened. That was, as far as I know, the the force that the queen sent. I'm, I'm confused, Lady Miev. I don't have a great deal of direct experience with the Fae, but that bounty hunter who introduced himself as E. Elamis... He said that his mission was to capture the Masons, and yet he, well, before he insinuated that he should like to meet me for tea, he behaved in a manner directly contrary to the orders that I understand him to have been given. And Byron said that there were several times where they were pursued but not captured. Didn't he say that his mission, that the mission was that? And that his part was to manage the creatures? Lady Miev says, well, that Boggle was able to open a portal directly to where the Masons were. They knew how to find them. They could have gotten them at any time, and they didn't. Precisely. And it confuses me. I suspect whoever was leading them gave them very ineffective orders on purpose, and they followed them to the letter because they're fairies. I think that's a good deduction. Who was leading them? Miev shrugs. I have no idea. Whatever they are, they're gone. I don't answer that. It's three, three houses that have been wrecked in three days. Three houses? House Evans was attacked, Sable. Oh my god. The lycanthropes? Yeah. Oh my god. Did you, did you lose anyone? Some servants. And several were bitten, but... Because of the doses of cure I acquired ahead of time, we were able to administer it before any harm was done. So everyone's okay? Except the servants we lost, yeah. Everyone's fine. Everyone is (gasps) as okay as they can be. 
I'm so sorry I wasn't there. And, well, we were worried. Sable, what, what transpired at your house that you couldn't meet us? Well, I have 300 guests. What? 300 people emerged from the thorns. What? Released from the Fae, I think. Out of the goodness of their hearts? No, I certainly don't think that that is the case. But I can't speak to the whim of the Fairy Queen. Out of the end of a deal that kept them in the Fae? I don't know. Uh, I also did well on insight. 18 insight. <laughs> 21 Does that insight. mean I need to roll deception? Because I sure, am quite certainly not being <laughs> honest. Because Lady Miev is here. <laughs> Charisma 16. Yep, we got you. <laughs> you both got me? All right. Um, I think... And I don't 100% know. <laughs> and and Miev got you too. Yeah. Miev kind of says, you know, I have a heart to cut out. And walks over to the door. I'll leave you to your chatter. Tomorrow, please come not to House Miev, but to the Lunari family country estate. I'll be relocating the Masons there at dawn. I, I, I have 300 guests. I will be relocating the Masons there at dawn. I just nod. She steps out and closes the door behind her. And I flop down cross-legged in front of the fire. Jalen gets real tight-jawed for a second. I wasn't then, going to then... say anything in front of Miev. Hmm. Jalen was tight-jawed at Miev for yeah. a second. Oh, okay. She was not at you. Like, okay, well, like, she so thought that, you were mad at her. No. Uh, Sable thought you were mad at her. But, yeah, she flops down and looks more relaxed. Yeah, once, Miev, once Miev's out of the room, Jalen will look at Sable and say, um, Sable, you're not a good liar. I know, but <laughs> Miev was in the room. and That's fine. But she is an ally. I know, but this is a lot. I had hoped that I would be able to meet you yesterday and to tell you about the battalion of Fae that attacked tonight. I didn't expect they would attack so soon, or I, I would have I would have come, and I would have told you. I, I saw them under the full moon. Oh. They came to the grove. Oh, shit. Were they attacking you? Were no. they attacking the circle? No, they didn't attack. They left the circle be, and that is another story. But I... You know, I have letters. If I could have just given you the letters, this would be a lot easier. It took me so much time to gather my thoughts. Uh, Sable. The circle. I, I have told you that I was given the circle because I have the least connection to the Fairy Queen. Yeah. The others are very tied. Very tied to the Fairy Queen. To the point that Ophelia was not the only one who had gone to the Fae. How many? Well, it doesn't matter now because they've all come back with the three hundred. So you've got the let, real. Let, let, you've got the real. Yeah, let me let me finish. There's a lot. Um. So before the full moon last night, I released everyone from the circle except for myself. I released them all. Oh, what? Uh, before I came along, there was a power struggle, and the power struggle led to the agreements and the escalations and the problems. And you know, I'm I'm sure that there are many of those. I've seen them in the in the in the thieves guild, for example. You know, the, the with some of the deals that had been made there, and I'm certain that there are others. 
I mean, I don't, I don't know who all has made these agreements with the Fairy Queen, but there were plenty, and I felt it dangerous to keep the circle as it was, and so I let everyone go. I, I can't disband the circle, though, because the circle has existed for thousands of years. It has always been dedicated to the lady, and I don't think she would take it well. I also don't think she took it very well that it disbanded the circle. So the circle is you? For now. I gave them three days, and then they could come and petition to join again. Wow, Sable, that's, um, that was ballsy. So you effectively undid all of their deals? I guess any of them that had to do with them being in the circle. Yes, and becoming part of the circle, well, it used to cost people. People. Holy fuck, Sable. You can see why I wrote it down. Where are these letters that you wrote? Uh, back home. I wasn't exactly planning to come here. I was uh, kind of, I don't know, magic here, I suppose. Are they secure? Uh, I Yes, I suspect so. There's a l- so. So there's 300 refugees at your house. Tonight. With nowhere to go. I can't afford to keep them. Most of them were thorn cutters before, but Ophelia has returned. And the other real versions of not real people who are also around? Hester. I mean, if... But her fetch is gone. As in you took care of... I did. Good. All right. Hester, though, has been gone a while. She looks much younger. I, I-, I suspect that that will create some problems. And there is one other thing. Um, Helena is pretty fairly bound to the lady herself. Mieva asked who was leading the charge. Ah, okay. Um, well, Jalen's gonna get out a piece of paper and write on it and show it to them and say, is that really Helena outside the room now? I shrug. I really wonder what is keeping my lantern illuminated. And... I know Helena is dear to you and has been your mentor and protector, but I think you might view her with suspicion. I already do. I already have. She's not in this room. Uh, And I will find a means of testing whether she is here or someplace else. Sable. Mm. I'm staring into the fire Mm. while I'm talking to them. You may not be able to answer this question, but why the full moon to do all that? It seems awfully coincidental. Well, I I don't know if it is or not, um, but that is... Could I roll to, like, is there a reason there's a confluence? Like, is that the height of her power or something? Uh, Nature will give you knowledge of the fairy queen. 24. Wow. Amazing. Silva will explain. The full moon makes sense to me. I have read that there was a time when the fairy queen was worshipped as a goddess, the goddess of the beast within man. And she was associated with the moon, and therefore the full moon would be the height of her power. Sable nods. So you stuck it to her. 
when she was at her absolute height. But that does explain the dreadful weather. There's a tiny, tiny knocking noise at the glass window. In the Excuse back, me, I the say. Jalen picks up the crossbow. And go to the door. I go to the window. Mm-hmm. There, you don't see anything on the other side. Okay. There's a tiny knocking noise again. At the window? Yep. Same place? Yep. Hello? All right. When you open the window, you hear two little tiny trumpets. Do-do-do-do. Presenting whistles. As the lantern light wraps around Sable's body and lands on this creature, it, it becomes visible. There is a tiny man about seven inches tall with sort of crystalline, clear dragonfly wings and two little pixies next to him, just slightly shorter with sort of kind of butterfly wings, holding trumpets, tiny little trumpets. Right. Jalen's on her feet, aiming, going, Sable. Jalen, put your crossbow away. Yeah, Sable, you tell me what the fuck that is. That's whistles. And if you put away your crossbow, I'm sure he'll tell us why he's here. Uh, My matron kept him in her room. Kept him, or was he her keeper? Probably a bit of both. What what is Whistles doing? Uh, Whistles is standing there waiting for your attention, you assume. put away your crossbow, please? I've done quite a lot in the past two days to anger the fairy queen. I would not anger her further right now. All right, Jalen lowers the crossbow. She still holds on to it, though. Okay. She's kind of got it across her lap. Come in, Whistles. I'm afraid I can't do that. Oh. I will have to uh, make my pronouncement from here. All right. It's good. You're all three here. It pains me to deliver this news, but you have all three been designated enemies of the Fairy Queen. It's time for the mid-roll, and that means animal facts. Today's facts. What is a vole? And why is it not a mole? These facts brought to you by my wife, who confuses the two constantly and asks for a clarification. A vole is a fluffy rodent that gets about four to nine inches long and weighs about two ounces. They live about six months in the wild, with a few species making it to three years, but on average these little guys make it about 30 days. They have pretty short tails and legs with a blunt nose, roundish bodies, and tiny eyes. They're known for burrowing under your garden and eating out your roots and bulbs. They're champion swimmers and are closely related to the hamster. If you find vole teeth in your archaeological ruins, there's a method for dating your ruins based on the vole's teeth, which is awesome. Moles are easily twice the size of a vole. They are similarly colored, but have a shorter tail. They have extremely small, often concealed eyes and ears, and two big front digging paws. Also, they have a pointy nose. They mostly eat insects and love a good worm, but are likely to leave holes in your lawn and leave your vegetables alone. They also live two to six years. They can dig about 15 feet an hour, or over 15 times their body length in an hour. Moles get blamed for the crimes of voles when vegetation goes missing or plants die. Also, where there's one vole, you could have hundreds. Where there's one mole, you probably just have one. Okay, let's get back to it. This is my shocked face. (laughs) She's breaking her promise to me. Her agreement with me? I don't believe so, no. You have two designations, Sable. You are now an ally of the Fairy Queen and an enemy of the Fairy Queen. And how does that work? Well, those people who have agreements that they cannot work against an ally of the Fairy Queen or can't help an enemy of the Fairy Queen will be impacted by this decision. Mm. Without uh, further ado, I am moving out. Sorry. I will miss you and your trumpets. Yes, well, 
I'll just uh, be taking those trumpets with me. Enjoy. Uh, he turns to walk around, and the two little trumpets go off again. Da -da -da -da! Whistles is departing. I close the window. And the three of them sort of fly out of the lantern light and are invisible again. Well, Jalen sort of points, and like her mouth goes open, and then closes. We didn't fall asleep yet, right? I mean, like no, that, that that did just that really just happen. happened. I found him in my matron's chambers when I moved in, and he's been there ever since. I suppose he's moving out now. Well, this is really special. We're important enough to be enemies of the Fairy Queen. Attention I never wanted, but whatevs. I mean, I kind of always knew I was an enemy of the Fairy Queen, so... It complicates my position. Yeah, a bit. I wonder how one runs a circle devoted to the lady when one is an enemy. And I fear dissolving it entirely. What do you think will happen? I don't know. But I I I wouldn't I wouldn't give the Fairy Queen a reason to destroy more of this land. If I break a thousand year old agreement, I worry that would happen. Do you understand that? What about the other circle? The guy the guy who came to see you after the fire. The other circle wants me to do exactly that. Dissolve the circle of the moon and destroy tree. And I won't do that. Are you sure tree is on your side? I don't think tree has a side. Forces of nature, Jalen, are they're not good or evil. They simply are what they are. And some of them destroy, some of them build. I'm not saying one should make deals with them, but I'm certainly not going to destroy a many thousand year old tree because an old man tells me I need to. My matron told me to do better for the circle. She didn't tell me to disband it. She didn't tell me to destroy it. What if you dissolved it and rebuilt it? Well, that's what I'm doing. On your terms. No, you haven't dissolved it entirely. You're still part of it. On the terms of joining it are still the fairy queens, I but would presume. if I dissolve it entirely and there is no circle, what does that dissolve? I don't know what agreements made this circle to begin with. Can you ask your tree what it would mean? I could try. I mean, unfortunately, we are now rebuilding the guild from scratch just about but on the upside we get to rebuild it how we want maybe you can do something similar you can dissolve it and then restart it and then it's yours not hers i don't know it's not like it's not the same the thieves guild wasn't built on an allegiance to a power was it? There was a lot of that going on. But it wasn't initially created that way. I don't know how it was initially created, but all I'm saying is a blank slate might do you a similar Just good. Remember that the breaking of a promise, an agreement that was a thousand years in the making, was what brought the thorns up. What agreement would be broken if there was no circle of the moon? No idea. That's why you should talk to your tree. Right. And if he doesn't have an answer? 
He's a record keeper, isn't he? But he might be younger than the circle itself. Ask him. Right. I just can't promise it. I'm not asking you to promise anything. I'm just saying it's something to consider, Sable. Mm, that I know. Think outside the circle <laughs> for a second. I can ask. Supposedly the thorns resulted from a broken agreement, but we have all seen how the fairies can manipulate deals to their benefit. I wonder what manipulation may have taken place. I would expect a great deal over that amount of time. What are you going to do with the guild? We drew up a plan among House Evans. There was the one project which seemed to have great value. I suggested that that be continued and perhaps even members of my family would be interested in, in its funding and continuation. Oh, I think that would still be pretty... It would still be a very clandestine, down-low sort of project, but we're talking about making the guild itself legal, a legal trade. Legal thievery? Yeah. And spying. And assassinations. And assassination. But we would be officially classifying assassination as a form of public dueling, such that we become a weapon of choice. Hmm. But once a contract is carried out, if we're legal and above the board, then we have to make that contract holder's name public knowledge. If I understand our society well enough, this is going to end the practice, and everyone will have to talk out their problems instead. It'll be very drastic. Um, well, uh, if you want to talk to Lord Mentor, he might be at my house tomorrow. I did tell him we had 300 guests. I believe Lord Evans is planning to spearhead that conversation. I wonder what this will do for courting schedules. There might be a bit else on his mind. Given the things that have been going on. Oh, yes. Mason oh. House destroyed. The Evans House attacked. The Grove. The going story on the Evans House is that we were battling Thorns creatures like House Farathi was. Right. It was not the Guild. I will keep that in mind. With Ophelia and Hester back, I'm going to have to figure out what will happen with the house. It was their alter egos that worked with Lorelai to try to have me killed. Yeah. I don't know if the real ones would do the same. Yep, that's something you're going to have to feel out with them, I think. But at least you have the real ones back. And they say that they can help me regrow the trees. Oh, good. Good. Well, nice to know that that's not the disaster we were thinking it was. It's still a disaster. But it's not as bad. I have things to do tomorrow before we go to Miev's beck and call again, she says, looking at Sylpha. Wait, b b before you go, Sylpha, you have a new suitor? Jalen smiles. Yes. One that you want to pursue? I think yes. Um, given that Lady Margaret will be marrying Malik Mentor Jr., the regent's son. What? Oh, yes. Her courtship will not be going forward either. Isaac! My mouth is like kind of wide open and I'm looking at Sulfa. Isaac? 
She just kind of stares back at you. Didn't you have a crush on him at one point? Like when we were 12? <laughs> I'm surprised you remember. I tried never to bring it up around Jalen. I was certain I would never hear the end of it. <laughs> oh, but you blushed so much every time he was around. Well, I still harbor some of those feelings. Have, have you had a courtship? No. Nothing official. But it's going to be arranged. Now I'm looking at Jalen. Sounds like everybody's in favor of it, yeah. Oh, how exciting. Well, something good has come of this, I suppose. I'm glad to hear it. I think my brain is done. Of course. For now. I'm going to have things to take care of tomorrow before I go out to your country house to please the lady. <laughs> she says very, very sarcastically. Well, we're, we're so close, Jalen. That's fine. She can wait another day. Or go without me. I hardly think she's demanding your presence. She is my cousin, and she does have my loyalty, and this was a productive day for our project, so I believe she will be even more reliant upon me for helping in its completion. That said, I certainly don't think the threats have passed, particularly now that... Now that we're brand spanking new enemies number one, two, three. Now that we're on the list. Do you think we should mention it to the Borninos? I don't know. I don't know if we should tell them or not. I You will make Lynn very afraid for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little more worried closer to home, but... um. Do you think the Masons will remember this kindness we have done them? I think there's too many witnesses for them to forget. Oh, I do. Sable, Lady Mason is the only one I feel any particular distaste toward. The rest of them... I think, are not aware of the source of their house's power. I just think that they have a big empty house, and I have 300 people that need a roof over their heads. Well, there's only a roof over part of this house now, but I like the way you think. <laughs> okay, you folks have hit level six. Oh my gosh! Yay! Yay! Jalen, mm -hmm. what did you get at level six? I am now a level five rogue, level one fighter. Uh, the level five rogue gave me more hit points. And oh, my sneak attack went up by a d6. So now I get three d6 for my sneak attack. and Which is insane. Uh -huh. and, and she also got uncanny dodge, which means if I get hit by an enemy that I can see, I can opt to take half the damage. Mm -hmm. Sable. I am now a level six druid, which increases my hit points, of course, and gives me an additional third level, second level, and third level spell, which is great. At least, no, I don't know if that's true. Anyway, I got some more spells, and I have three third level spells now, so I don't have to use all of my third level spells on taking care of the grove. So that's cool. I have one that I can use during the day. And then also my wild shape improved, so I can turn into bigger things or stronger things. Like, what did you say? Like a wild boar? Giant elk. Polar bear. Well, not a polar bear, a cave bear. Yeah, for us it'd be like a grizzly bear. Yeah. Julie, what did Silpha come away with? As a level six wizard, Silpha now has 32 hit points. Ooh! I got an additional third level spell slot and two new spells of my choosing. The most notable thing that I achieved at this level is I get a class feature, and as a transmuter, she gains a transmuter stone which develops even more powerful properties as she continues to level. But at this level, 
it confers upon the holder a variety of different spell properties. For example, dark vision, an increase of speed by 10 feet, resistance to energy, or advantage on constitution saving throws. And I can change the property of the stone whenever I cast a transmutation spell. And because it's on the holder, you could like hand it off, right? Correct. Nice. So I can make Jalen a stealthy goddess who sees all things in the night. Sweet. (laughs) Your girlfriend Silpha gave you a pebble. (laughs) Like a penguin. Just like a penguin. Just like a penguin. And it means we're married now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anything for dark vision. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) That's adorable. Back into it. Jalen, you were going to bed? Uh, Jalen is going to sleep. All right. You sleep well. Very well. The first time she's really gotten to sleep for probably two days. Yeah. Sable, are you going to bed or you're going to talk to Helena? I'm going to talk to Helena. So you bump into Helena in the hallway. Yep. I'm going to call her in. She comes in. It's probably just the two of you. Mm-hmm. She says, yes, uh, matron, what can uh, I do for you? Yeah, just for now, it's going to be just Sable and Helena, okay? Yes, Sable. Well, what, what can I do for you? I need you to tell me everything that you possibly can about all of the arrangements that you have. I need them. Uh, this this was bad, Helena, and I know you know it was. This could have hurt our family tremendously. I think I can salvage the damage, but I can't protect you if you can't share. She nods, and then she says... When the fairies' forces act in this world, I am their general. Always? Forever? She nods. What did you get for it? My sister. Hmm. A lot of people came back from the Fae last night. Maybe your sister's one. Maybe. I'll go look in the morning. I'm going home as well. Okay. Is that it? Are there any other agreements I need to know about? That's really the big one. It's a big one. Yes. Yes, it is. I did everything I could. I can tell. And so could others, by the way. Yes. Well, I'm surprised the Fairy Queen hasn't noticed. Well, I've been declared an enemy. Hmm. So have my friends. As far as I know, I'm still the general. Guess we'll find out. Yeah. Do you need rest? Actually, I feel great. Well then, I'm going to rest. Silpha! Silpha will go back and check on Byron and his children, as she promised. Both of the kids have gone to sleep. It was way past their bedtime, and this game had stopped being fun. But they were pretty well behaved through it. Byron is sitting in, in the chair next to basically the one twin-sized bed in the room. The two kids are all curled up in it, and I assume you knock softly. Mm-hmm. And he'll open the door and smile and kind of gesture for you to come in. She will follow him into the room. He says, um, you know, Silpha... I uh, I don't want to put you in an awkward situation, and I spoke with my mother a moment ago, and she assures me that as long as Lord Mentor gets his way through diplomatic channels, that he's going to stop causing any future problems. And so I, uh, I think I now agree with you and uh, your assessment of the situation regarding the regent, and... Um, This probably is for the best, but I want you to know how thankful I am that um, 
you are here today, and uh, I really enjoyed our brief time getting to know each other. Feel likewise. Thank you. He will kind of take your hand up and give you one of those polite lip brushes on the knuckles and say, uh, do let me know if your other prospects don't work out. I, uh, well, Lord Mentor can't be the Lord forever. And he kind of opens up the door for you. Sympathy snog! Get a sympathy snog! (laughs) She will give him one of those polite kisses on the cheek and depart. The other two players are despondent. We're so dejected. (laughs) We wanted her so badly to close the door and say it doesn't have to be over yet. (laughs) There are kids in the room. And that wraps up our episode. We'll have to leave that one for the fic writers, folks. Sofa would never lead someone on thanks to her interactions with the infamous Cygnus Swanson. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. What does it mean to be an enemy of the Fairy Queen and the kingdom she owns? Find out next time on Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. I like that now that we have a druid, we measure hit points in units of bears. <laughs> <laughs> How many bears of hit points did you go through? Imagine, oh, I imagine Annabelle has a pretty adorable snore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like She probably can't close her mouth all the way anyway. <laughs> no. She's, she's got a delightfully picky snore. <laughs>